Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I'm solid to the grave. Never change me and my son of rain. It gets wet when we hang. I'm solid. Could touch the blue part of the flame. The blue part of the flame. And nothing I just want to roll with those. Welcome to Sportfire, the sports comedy podcast that got a little slice of Americana this week at Bristol Motor Speedway. I'm your host, Adam Weinrib. And I traveled to Bristol for the NASCAR Truck Series race and ARCA race beforehand, thanks to the folks from Montucky Cold Snacks. We were hanging out with the beer's new mascot, Goots, whose name is spelled Guts. I think most of us thought that was his name, but and so I wanted it right off the bat. Not the Olivia Rodrigo album. A man with a mustache who looked like Larry Bird named Goots from Salt Lake. Uh, he certainly was popular with the crowd, uh, but I got to witness from the pit a NASCAR race for the first time in my entire life. We were associated with driver Spencer Boyd, who had, uh, Goots' face and the Montucky logo on his truck, uh, with the best paint job of any truck in the race. Um, I think that's important to note because this is not a visual medium, but what I wanted to do, I kept a running diary of the event. I got some audio of Goots and Spencer hanging out and a short interview with Spencer. So I'm going to roll those, but I figure read the diary, insert the audio where necessary, and we'll start on Wednesday, September 13th. I landed first, not in Bristol, but the day before the race in Knoxville. 4.30 p.m. I'm in a delightful southern city with a well-manicured downtown that almost feels Disney-fied. Market Square shimmers, perhaps a little more than is normal. I meet the Montucky team at a distributor event about a mile outside the downtown area. Drinking at a dive is more my speed than anything that's on the docket for Thursday, so I relish the opportunity. I first heard of Montucky Cold Snacks beer on the eve of my wedding, when my affable cousin, who might have given their new mascot a run for his money if he'd had the desire, recommended their quirky blue horse-adorned can as a light alternative. Unsurprisingly, the people behind the brew were equally easygoing. We ask for restaurant recommendations, and I make a sarcastic quip to a patron that I am looking for Michelin stars only. He believes I'm dead serious and is somewhat offended. 
Nobody is happy. I'm from New York. Now, again, if you're going to make a sarcastic joke about having high expectations, don't be from New York. Because everybody's like, oh, I mean, Michelin stars, we got those too. If you think we don't, it's like, no, I, I thought you did. I just, I don't want that. Would anybody want that? I obviously want to eat barbecue. 6.30 p.m., we settle on a barbecue dinner. The Uber that picks us up is known by the moniker Betty, but is actually operated by an elderly husband and wife team. The husband navigates audibly from the passenger seat. When we arrive at our destination, which is just a few minutes away, female Betty screams, I'm fast! 7.30 p.m. One of the two reps I've been sent to meet with is a NASCAR lifer who pegs the sport as his favorite, neck and neck with baseball. And if I didn't have this guy explaining things to me, I would not have gotten through the weekend. So thank you so much. It, it was as if I had met a kindred spirit with just one crucial differentiator. I could not be less well-versed in NASCAR. I appreciate the work done by the faces of the sport and the absurd technical achievement of everyone involved, as well as the fact that on any given night, a driver could pass away. As the only American who Netflix did not get hooked on F1, I was entering Thursday's event as a novice's novice. I don't even drive. My spiritual guide informed me that I'd need, quote, medical-grade earplugs for the main event. These days, it seems like medical-grade simply means very powerful. I'm not sure which medical condition could be halted by a gob of orange foam. Regardless, I will acquire these powerful puffs. I need sleep. I don't get it. 1 a.m. I'm still up thinking about medical grade. I actually had a friend reach out after I published the article about this event saying they should have issued at the NASCAR race standard over-the-ear big gray headphones, which you definitely saw while walking around in the pit. Uh, those were not standard issue. If they were, I missed it. We got uh, orange, orange guys. So I'm glad I had those, but apparently I did not do the right thing. 9.30 a.m. the next day, Thursday, September 14th, race day. Diehard race fans have already perceived, undoubtedly, that I am nowhere near Bristol. The track is an hour and 50 minutes from Knoxville's downtown. Our caravan to the last great Coliseum, I won't learn this is Bristol's nickname for seven more hours, technically we just did a time jump, departs at 2.30pm, and it's a large white van driven by a delightful elderly southerner named Charles. Maybe, in retrospect, all travel takes longer in Tennessee because most cars are piloted by delightful elderly southerners. I pound not one, but two coffees and take a stroll around Knoxville's Old Town, attempting to transition between the gleaming sheen of Market Square and the harsh terrain of the Speedway more seamlessly. 2.30 p.m. I've been assured that Montucky's King Goots has the indefinable Riz, something that is immediately obvious when he waltzes into the van at an 11 out of 10, despite being hours away from his people at the raceway. He'll have his image emblazoned on both cans of the beer and on the side of number 12 Spencer Boyd's truck. My stomach is full of a local delicacy called Petro's Chili, the rare piece of American fast food that actually requires excess to satiate you. If you don't order a large, you will be starved. That's usually not how that works. Now now that we're meeting Goots, let me throw in some Goots audio, meeting some sponsors later at the race so you can get an idea of what this man is all about. Uh, so you're going to be in 3,500 Walmart? Well, I'm going to be on 100,000 cans. That's how I'm worried about. <laughs> I don't know where this was Montucky's first time on the side of a truck, and, and they certainly found a worthy emblem uh, to make it happen. 4.30 p.m., the van pulls into the credentialed parking lot, and I immediately spot four fans gathered on the other side of the road, sitting in lawn chairs to watch their fellow fans arrive. Fans love fans. 
this is the craziest thing maybe I saw all week. They're flying a Florida Gators flag, daring in any week, but especially this one when the Vols will be traveling to the swamp. On Friday on my way out of town, I went to a cafe for breakfast. Every single waitress was wearing a Tennessee Vols sweatshirt. To fly a Florida Gators flag outside the entrance to Bristol Motor Speedway, you have to be Tim Tebow's grandparents. Otherwise, that cannot fly. I was told by my NASCAR lifer rep that fans have been camping for days and will likely leave our drive home devoid of traffic even after the race at 11 p.m., considering they will be staying for massive events Friday and Saturday. At this point, Goots, who you just heard, changed from a normal eccentric wardrobe, jean shorts, etc., to a bright gold jumper and powerhouse blue jacket, which he assured us comes from a Las Vegas pimp store. Every single person wants to take a photograph with him, including one enthusiastic EMT. It's true, people are literally drawn to this man. 5.30 p.m., the cars are as loud as they tell you they'll be. By the way, a singular car circling the track for a time trial when we walk in made a series of 100 decibel crackles every time it zipped around a turn. And by the way, the track is a true colossus that rises from the wooded hills and it is silent outside and buzzing like hell inside. If one car could do this, surely a whole track full of them going all at once would pop my ears off like a cartoon. The lifer informed me that actually watching from the first row in the crowd was likely to be louder than watching from the floor in the pit due to the acoustic construction of the speedway and where we were situated around the turn. And guess what? Smart man. He was 100% correct. Everything I heard from the rest of the evening sounded far more like a collection of high-velocity hornets buzzing rather than Godzilla stomping on bubble wrap. 5.45 p.m., Goots meets his driver, Spencer Boyd, and the chemistry is immediately clear. Both men pose with the truck, which, again, I'm not just saying this clearly has the slickest paint job. Teal, red, all the colors work. Apologies to the rest of the truck series, but there are colors other than black and red. It's science. Boyd shows us around his trailer full of whizzes, pumps, vents, and beef jerky, and it was around this time that I spoke to him about the traditions of Bristol Motor Speedway, what it means to potentially win there, his favorite traditions from around the circuit, and his pride that he takes in bringing in sponsorships that seem to fit his method. Real quick, uh, so this is Bristol. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Spencer, this is my first time here, uh, but even as someone who doesn't know anything about this sport, really, I'm aware that this is an iconic venue. Someone who is in the daily grind, when you come here, are you still floored a little bit? Like, this is Bristol, or is it just part of the circuit? Man, uh... When you walk through the tunnel here, it, that feeling never goes away. Uh, it's the Colosseum. It's very Roman Empire. You win a sword. This place has that nostalgia all the time. So when we come here, whether it's covered in dirt or we come here and it's normal concrete, you know, 30 plus degrees of banking, uh, that feeling never leaves. You're excited. You also got to respect this place because uh, it could jump up and bite you in a hurry. I heard that this is one of the few tracks where the crowd is right up on you and you can really hear them. Do you let that fuel you? Does that distract you? Or again, are you so locked in that it, you don't really realize it until the race is over? Yeah, I mean, you're going to hear these folks when you're climbing in, getting ready. But once you turn on that motor, uh, you don't hear them anymore. So, uh, But it's electric. When we do driver intros, national anthem, jump in the truck, get ready to go, high five everybody. Uh, you can tell these folks are stacked up in the grandstand, super high, really close, like you said, to the racetrack. You feel the energy. Uh, this place is so surreal. And you're right here in the Tennessee Mountains. It's like, how is this place here? And you mentioned that you get a sword when you win this. I don't want to trip over that. Like, is that your favorite tradition on the circuit? Is there another local tradition that maybe resonates with you too? Or, like, where do you Man, start um, this is pretty cool. This is definitely, I would put it up there as number one. I'd love to win a sword here. Uh, there's some cool tracks, you know. Nashville, you win a guitar. Uh, you get the anvil at Talladega, and I have that. So uh, that's cool. But uh, getting the sword here is cool, man. You get the normal trophy and the sword. So it's like a two-for-one. And you've got one final question. You've got Coots on your truck tonight. Uh, you got the Montucky King. Uh, what goes into securing sponsors? Like, what's the point of pride for you when you pull out with a sponsor on your truck? Man, uh, to me, uh, doing this marketing thing and, and getting new brands into the sport, um, I pride myself in that. I love that. I'm not the guy that's like getting companies off other people's cars. It's really finding new people that haven't been in NASCAR that see it as a great opportunity to get their brand out there, reach some just good old folks that uh, love America, very patriotic, love fast cars, burning rubber, you can't beat it. Well, thank you, Spencer. Good luck tonight. Before Thursday's event starts, uh, 9 o'clock on the dot, Spencer is racing from the 31st position because of his qualifying time. Uh, there's something called the Arca Menards series, and if you're listening to one part of this podcast, Listen to this. Per my life or friend, this is a starter race where the drivers are issued cars rather than modifying their vehicles. Then they're able to move up levels to the Truck Series, again later in the evening, Xfinity on Friday night, and the Cup Series race on Saturday where the big boys, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex, the names that even I as a random guy know, that's Saturday night. 
I was honestly not expecting to learn anything, assuming I would be too overwhelmed by cars go fast to retain information. Instead, it was all clicking. The pit area smells a bit like 300 men bathed in nail polish remover. I maybe expected the scent to be more singed, like an extended campfire. Everyone who passes from the age of 8 to 89 has the massive silver headphones or obvious earplugs looking at you with a glare that seems to say, where are your massive headphones, you tremendous dumbass? I'm just not sure, but I'd love if you would tell me. Oh, okay, and by the way, Malcolm in the Middle's Frankie Muniz was racing in this event. They showed him on the scoreboard before the race, and I, I, it blew my mind. Of all the cultural disconnects I encountered at the event, perhaps the most jarring was that everyone around me spent the evening acting like it was perfectly normal that Frankie Muniz was racing. Oh, there goes Frankie Muniz into his car. Ah, Frankie Muniz has crashed, and he won't finish. Ooh, that's a huge blow to Frankie Muniz. Frankie Muniz! The lifer informed me that Muniz was actually in the points lead at the start of the season before he began an unfortunate streak of wrecks, which continued on Thursday. As they like to say there, it's Bristol, baby. I snapped photos of his truck, his trailer, him on the big screen, the race standings with his name in it, anything I could get. Uh, my lifer friend told me that at the last couple races they were at, he was actually very affable, walking around the pit, taking photos of people. I wanted to grab him for an interview. I think the wreck... Threw him off a little bit. I didn't see him for the rest of the day, but his truck was there. All the evidence was there. I, I could not believe it. Next time, Frankie, next time. The truck series race begins at 9 o'clock, but for far longer than I expected, this is around 8.20 p.m., Goots and Boyd are together around us, and Boyd's sort of holding court in street clothes until at least like 7.30, 7.45. When he eventually dons the uniform and transforms into a driver, all marshmallowed out, he continues to entertain us like next of kin. He will start the race... Uh, 31st again, and as he told me a few hours prior, he takes personal pride in seeking out those sponsors and is immensely satisfied when he finds brands that fit his personal ethos. Coldly, I'm coming from a baseball perspective. I'm watching MLB fans cry about one sleeve patch. It always seemed a little garish to see these cars, these jackets plastered head to toe and car head to car toe. It was enlightening to hear the flip side, this sort of prideful narrative that like, hey, I, I want to get brands that want to be involved, involved. I am opening that door. That's how we ended up with the beer salt as well as Montucky. Pretty perfect combination. 15 more auto workers every 10 minutes stop to take selfies with Goots, who simply refuses to slow down. I cannot stress enough how much people at NASCAR races, even if they're on the clock, love to party with people who demand they immediately drop everything and party. Prior to arriving, I was worried I might somehow get in the way of, of comings and goings and all the tire changes. I figured, though, this would be impossible. Surely, the people in charge would make sure that a random confused man could not interfere with the proceedings. I figured wrong. I was hilariously in the way, almost as if my accidental interference was the whole point, actually. I was carrying beers at some point. You're not allowed to do that in the garage, but you're allowed to do it in the pit. So the rules of NASCAR had grown men sneaking through truck beds, hiding in caverns and alleyways, chugging beers and hiding the cans under the vehicle so they wouldn't be caught by pit bosses. Uh... You were in the way at all times. You could rarely get out of the eyes of security. I, I was. I didn't want to do anything that defied security's wishes. I just didn't want to get in the way of wrecks and business, and I tripped into the way of wrecks and business several times. Somebody dragged a wrecked rig directly past me on the asphalt at one point so that they could work on it and slam it with hammers. Uh, it was great to see, but again, I should not have been there. Heartfelt moment, though. When each driver lined up in concise rows as the national anthem played, striping the pavement while the entire crowd stood in sustained silence, it legitimately induced chills. Any threat of oncoming irony poisoning melted away. This was earnest 
and beautiful. And they really do know exactly what to do. From drivers to the crew to the patrons in the pit to the guests, everybody lines up in stripes. If a line is filled, you go to the line behind you and you pay homage to the flag. Uh, it was it was an incredible sight and probably the highlight of the evening for me. 10 o'clock p.m. In a quest for food, the group crosses the pit and walks through an extended tunnel to the concourse. Midway through the walk, I realize we are currently crossing beneath the track itself. The race is ongoing. Chaos above, stillness below. Imagine walking below the infield in Game 5 of the World Series. It could only happen in Bristol. Before we reach the tunnel, I experienced the universal language of NASCAR. Men gesturing at one another through muffled earplugs. I saw the mime symbol for eat, which is a pronounced chomp of an invisible sandwich, approximately once every three minutes. But inside the tunnel, all was quiet. 10.30 p.m. The race ends, and again, Frankie Muniz has not won. Not competing. Corey Heim, H-E-I-M, not to be confused with Corey Haim or the band Heim, captured his third Craftsman Truck Series victory this season, edging out the winner of the race's first two stages, Christian Eckes, at the 195th lap. Heim stole victory from the jaws of defeat, emphatically, and put himself in prime position to potentially capture the title. From what I'm told, Carson Hochevar in the number 42 car is potentially the circuit's hottest prospect. He finishes fourth and should make a more permanent move to the Cup Series next season after filling in a few times this year. Boyd finishes in 30th place, and there's something to be said for the clinical efficiency of finishing right where you started. To an outsider overwhelmed by a fleet of ruthlessly crisp vehicles, it feels like that's how it should probably go. You got where you were going. You did the job. The morning after the race, I experienced the only tradition more American than a NASCAR race at Bristol. Rampant airline delays. Less than 24 hours after watching people move as quickly as I've ever seen from a once-in-a-lifetime vantage point, my own personal progress has been slowed to a crawl. I've crashed harder than Moon is. But I'm left remembering the order and the chaos. The entire crowd, from the pit to the concourse, showing up equipped for the wall of noise as if they'd been emailed an itemized uniform ahead of time. The crew's ability to work around my stumbling, constantly. Goots commanding his audience and at one point climbing up onto the pit crew's cart and watching his own visage zip around the track, his face morphing into a reflexive representation of instinctive glee having the time of his life. Boyd, cool as a cucumber 40 minutes before hurtling in circles at death-defying speeds, the same as he'd been gesturing at beef jerky hours prior. Bristol's walls are like the below-track tunnel. The hulking structure whispers in the mountains. Inside it, hundreds of hornets are almost always buzzing. Outside, it's national anthem-level silent, with history cradled behind the sprawling shroud. NASCAR is intricate, but with all the complex layers stripped aside, it's still inspiring that... From the Cup Series to Xfinity to the trucks to television star Frankie Muniz, everybody gets to race at Bristol. Everyone daring, talented, and driven enough gets access to the cathedral. There is no small, unfinished track a few doors down for all the hot prospects. There's no single-A stadium in Boise, Idaho for everyone trying to play for the St. Louis Cardinals. Once you've gotten the head nod, you're certified. Goots's smile on the cart seemed like the moment he realized he was in, too. My moment might not have come until takeoff in an aircraft the next day, but at least, unlike a wayward tire, it finally hit me. It's Bristol, baby. It's larger than life. It's also the smallest world, brought together by the crack of a cold one and the love of the game. I may never go back, but now I'm within the walls too. Forever. That's it for me. Thanks to the folks at Montucky. We'll see you in two weeks.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.